0: Hey, and away we go. It is the morning show, hour number three here on a Wednesday. Uh, Neil Atkins joining us on Wednesday, of course. Good morning, Neil.
1: Dave Stramberg, good to see you. Finally, uh, we've got the uh, headsets all squared away here. I can finally... You can hear me when now? When we put these on, I can hear you. Now well, I used to there. have to use the headset that Ashley has over here to put on. Well, speaking of Ashley, working. you should
0: introduce who uh, Ashley, Ashley is. Ashley
1: Castaldo all right. is with us, running for the Duluth City Council oh. at large. That's correct. That. Thank that's you for right. having me. Good to see you. Good to see you. Have you on board here. So, Ashley, uh, now we've got a big city council race coming up, big primaries. Mm-hmm. The mayor's race is mm-hmm. on the deal. We had the mayor on last Friday, and I'm sure we'll have her an, an opponent or two of hers on, too. <laughs> and uh, city council race, there's two seats up for grabs at the uh, large race. And now I think there's like seven people in your race. There's
2: eight for us, actually. Eight okay. Yeah, okay. Wow.
1: Eight of you. So, two, four will... In the primaries in August, four will go to the general election, and then the citizens will decide on the. You know, there was one. There's one incumbent in there, so there's one free seat, so to speak, open for grabs, and whether or not the incumbent survives or not. So. Yeah. So, Ashley, give us a little background. Are you from Duluth originally, or where are where, where you hail from?
2: Yeah, I'm actually born and raised in Duluth. Uh, I've lived in not only the Piedmont neighborhood, but Gary and the uh, Morgan Park a- neighborhood, okay. um, and a little bit of uh, Lincoln Park, too. Um, and so I, I've i been born and raised here, and I left for a little bit to Illinois, and I came back. I tell people that I liked the original so much, I came back for the sequel. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> Love, that's love good. being here.
1: Good neighborhoods. I lived in Piedmont for a while, for a little while, I lived out in Morgan Park. Yep. And then in West Duluth, and uh, so I kind of skipped around, and when I was younger, I was a little bit out, east. we kind of bounced around in apartments and all that when I was a kid, and then when I grew up, uh, I ended up buying a house in West Duluth, so, uh, well, it's a good deal, you've been, now, where'd you go to school then?
2: So I went to Denfeld.
1: Denfeld, okay, yep. Denfeld grad, cool, go Denfeld, all right.
0: Ashley, <laughs> what, what got you uh, thinking about running for the council?
2: So I actually ran in 2021 originally, mm-hmm. so this is my second go-around. But for myself, I've always been someone who feels deeply about the city of Duluth, and it's invested so much in me, and I want to give back the best way I can. Very and cool. that's with the skills that I have and the, the history of the qualifications. I feel like we can do a lot with the city, and so I want to be here um, a part of mm-hmm. that as we make it continue to grow and make the city better.
0: Very good. Biggest you know, issues, you figure, at this point? Yeah, tell us.
2: I think the big elephant in the room, obviously, is housing, Uh, not just having affordable, but that people have housing security and housing access on all income levels, and so I think that there's a big discussion, especially particularly when it comes to rental rights and how can people build houses, um, overcoming such huge permitting battles, Mm -hmm. Um, so just making it easier for people to access that that sign of American wealth for people. And then so. also cultivating a community that's built for families and for people to grow up and develop in, I think, is really ex- exceptionally important. And then just the the wage growth, uh, the wage development and workforce development are, are key um, important issues, I think, for pu- pushing us forward.
1: Very good. Actually, you men- mentioned permitting, and that's been a huge <laughs> issue in the city of Duluth, whether it's for wanting to build a house, to put a garage on to build housing, uh, uh, whether it's apartment rentals, affordable housing, or market rate housing. And uh, what would you like to see happen with the permitting process with the city? Kind of loosen it up a little bit?
2: Yeah, I think really what the big issue is is that there isn't a cohesive, transparent policy in place for how permitting attach, attach, is being attached. A lot of the complaints I've seen with citizens is that they're hearing one thing from one individual department and, a, and another and another term in another department. And we just need to make it as easy as possible for Duluthians to be part of their city invested.
1: Well, you've got the building inspection division, then you've got the fire guys coming in, and all of a sudden you've got all these. Sometimes you wonder who's connecting the dots here and there, and we've seen that in the past. As you know, I had been on the council, and we ran into this stuff. From time to time too and it was real frustrating for people you have a board of zoning appeals when people can go on sure and appeal stuff and sometimes they were sticklers for exactly what the rules were and <laughs> sometimes the council would overturn them because they go well reality is we should allow these people to do that and then they got mad because we'd have to go and finally change the code of the permitting and that that sounds like something that needs to be done maybe a little code tweaking and Yeah, and and cooperation more between departments.
2: Yeah, I think that's a a key thing. And I think also one of the things that frustrates Duluthians is that they see different organizations receiving TIF agreements or ways to balance out their project to get it off the ground, and they feel that City Hall is not being a receptive partner to helping their small business get off the ground. So seeing more parity in how we um, cultivate economic development I think is going to be really key at City Hall.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Now, have you had some contact with folks? Obviously, you ran once before, so you've had some contact with folks at City Hall. Yeah. And... uh, You made some good contacts there?
2: I I believe so. I think that every opportunity um, so far at this campaign cycle has been a great opportunity to make relationship building, um, not just even at City Hall, but just across the whole city at at large. And I've been really fortunate to pride myself on being responsive. So if people want to reach out to me, they know that they have an open-door policy. Sure. So I've done that.
1: So sure, now do you have a piece of literature all lined up and lawn signs ready to go?
2: Yeah, I, I've been fortunate that I had lawn signs already kind of pre, pre, pre-done, pre um, and I, I just continue pumping out a lot of literature and things that access. We're going to do postcards actually in the next couple weeks here um, for Duluth Homes, so people will be able to hear from more from me.
1: Yeah, well, we're coming up in August here, so we're a couple months away for the primaries. So, That's right. Yeah, so we'll be seeing a lot of lawn signs out there. <laughs> Other other issues and things? Now, give us a little bit of your background. Where do you uh, What do you do for a living there, Ashley?
2: Sure. So I'm a marketing director for the Center for Democratic Environment and Environmental Rights. That's my day job. Uh, but I also uh, work in consulting and taking different contract projects on the side. So I work with local organizations. Um, I do a lot of community engagement and serving on boards, uh, filling in a lot of community development uh, on my spare time. So between marketing and, and working involved in the community, I stay pretty busy.
1: So the organization you work for, what's their role? What do they do?
2: Sure, they do rights of nature legislation, and they also do community rights legislation. So say if a big corporation is um, exploiting a local city, one of our examples is in Pennsylvania, our organization steps in and represents the city's interest, um, particularly as the actual individual citizens, and helps get them the representation they need.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. We can take a break. Okay, we're going to take a quick break here. We shall return shortly.
0: 820 now at KDAL. 823, the morning show here on KDAL. It's a Wednesday, the 14th of June. By the way, folks in Superior have their power back for the most part. Uh, There were about 4,000 customers of Superior Waterlight and Power. That ended up uh, losing power because of a grass fire that caught uh, fire on a power pole. I heard that. And knocked out a lot of folks uh, early this morning, but uh, they actually got it all fixed a uh, little ahead of schedule. They were hoping by 845, and then most of the people had their power back. Last
1: hour. So well, you don't good, figure that that's going to happen. But between that and oh, squirrels yeah. <laughs> yeah. hitting out transformers wires, and knocking yeah. out Gee. power, we've had that out in my neck of the woods a few times. Right. We have a caller there? Yeah, said, before Jim? we get
0: back to Ashley, we do have a caller. was this? Tim.
1: Tim. Tim, what's up? Yeah. Well, uh, can you ask Ashley if she's a communist or a socialist or anything like that? Jeez. Okay, well, Tim, will Card carrying uh, we'll,
0: or just. Uh,
1: we'll be glad to do that, yeah. okay? Thanks, Tim. Thanks, My Tim. Goodness. Well, Ashley, there's your first hard question. <laughs> are you are you a commie, a socialist, or a democratic? <laughs> what are you? I love that
2: question. I, am, I consider myself a blue collar progressive, so I'm in the democratic vein. Okay. Sorry, not a socialist. You're not a commie, Pinko, <laughs> so. <laughs> nope.
1: <laughs> All right. Good to hear. Good All to right. hear. And you're not a member of the Socialist Workers Party or anything like that.
2: Nope, not unless uh, someone didn't uh, update me on that, but nope, not, <laughs> I haven't willingly voted that.
1: <laughs> well, that's 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 good to know. and city councilors run
0: nonpartisan, right?
1: Well, so, supposedly. Yeah. And Ashley and I were just talking about right. this off-air. The uh, Democratic Party has gone out and already endorsed the slate of people be, right. even before the filings closed, and you're not one of them that's endorsed, <laughs> but it's a nonpartisan race. Right. So how do you feel about that?
2: I think that uh, the DFL has a a right and opportunity to vote vote for the people that they want to represent their needs. Um, And if that's the direction that they want going forward, I think that's totally fine with them. I know for myself, I've I've made sure to put an effort, and I even went to the convention, and I showed myself because I want to make it clear that I'm going to meet with 81. Um, And if people don't want to align with what I am selling, then that's their American right to do so. But I'm going to go out, and I'm going to reach every member of Duluth and and let them know that I want to bipartisan level
1: well when you get when you get invited to some of the screenings with some of the various organizations whether they be some of the uh, collective bargaining units in the community I assume that you'll go there and uh, tell them what your platform is and and talk to them
2: yeah I've been fortunate to um, already meet with a couple of the unions sure. um, and their their labor representation oh. um, and that's been very fruitful even with you know being passed on um, I feel like everything was a new learning lesson and a way to cultivate a relationship and that's how you go forward.
1: I always, uh, I always went to every every uh, group that wanted to see me, whether I I was going to agree with them or not. I always went and screened with them because I figure, you know, you give everybody the time of day like you'd want to have the time of day, yeah. And you want to understand what what their position is. And generally, in every group that I always had, uh, when I when I ran citywide, I was elected by well, the majority of the people in Duluth kind of affiliate themselves with the Democrats. Well, it was Democrats, Republicans, Independents that got me elected, and I never saw a Democrat or Republican or a Socialist pothole out there. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah so yeah. I always, I always looked at it that way. So. Well,
2: yeah, and the thing is, is when you, you, you know, you get sworn in, you take an oath to, to represent all Duluthians, um, even if it's ones you don't agree with um, or ones you don't align with. You don't get a choice in that matter as far as the directive, and so you have to figure out a way to put aside your own bias and and balance that with a duty that is ahead of you. And so that's what I, I think is the most important focus. Do gotcha. you have
1: a
0: shovel, Ashley, so you can go out and uh, <laughs> put some of those potholes to rest?
2: Hey, you, you, <laughs> you send me that shovel, you give me that t- that tire, I'll go, I'll go right there. There you
1: go. That's, that's, you big, uh, that's become one of the big issues out oh, there. You it. mentioned housing, but the streets are deplorable. Yeah. and yeah. Uh, We had the mayor on on Friday, and she was talking about uh, you know fixing them and all that jazz. And I assume that if you get elected that you <laughs> want to see that all. It's, it's a daunting task.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I and, think yeah. really uh, Duluth is up. not
1: alone, either. I no. mean, everybody has got pothole problems now. Well, Superior, it's right. like uh, going through, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the <laughs> boonies there. It's oh, just yeah. like Some here, too, right. Proctor and Hermantown and Two Harbors and all over. Everybody's okay. They all got the same problem. The climate is something that gets to us. Now, your uh, personal side, you're married, and you have a child?
2: That's right. I, have, uh, I live in Piedmont with my husband, Chase, and my son, Asher, and we got two dogs. So build built our family there.
1: Good deal. And your son's how old?
2: He's ten years old. Ten years
1: old. All right. Two pooches. What kind of dogs?
2: I got a Shih Tzu and a Boston Terrier. Oh, ah,
1: okay. Yeah. Well, the, we've got a Boston too. So uh, my mom me used to have a Shih Tzu. So there you go. The, you know what the Shih Tzus are, don't you, Dave? I hate to ask, but what are they? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're a smaller dog. Yes. Kind of a flattened face okay. with yeah. a lot of hair. All right. And uh, they're they're a nice little dog. Well, my very mom good. had one, and I my neighbors I Thought neighbor you were going to come have... up with something
0: uh, no, that no, you couldn't even say on the radio. <laughs>
1: No, not quite. No. All right. So my, my. Actually, my neighbor had one. It was, it was black with a white stripe on it. Oh wow! And when I lived in West Duluth, and all of a sudden I heard my neighbor yelling, and I thought the dog got loose, so I went to grab it, and I stopped, and it was a skunk. <laughs> that was she was yelling about us. So I almost grabbed this skunk, thinking oh, it was boy. a Shih Tzu, but I. And the skunk looked at me and just walked by. It didn't spray, so I was lucky on that. Well, so that's you-
2: good. You got lucky there.
1: So is son when you, playing hockey already, by the way?
2: <laughs> no, but he's played soccer, and we're, we've discussed oh, oh, different soccer, sports, okay. so yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, soccer
1: <laughs> has really exploded
0: over the last year. I know, West, it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Around here, obviously, hockey has always been big, yeah. but soccer is certainly it's, making it's, inroads.
1: Soccer and, you know, Little League, and that's, I'd say mm-hmm. soccer is probably eclipsing a bunch of the other programs now.
2: Yeah. I think so. Right. They have a lot of leagues around the city yeah. right now.
1: That's mm-hmm. for sure. Keeps, keeps you cooking. So, uh, other, th- you talked about housing, and uh, the big, when you look at it, I had a. Um, We were talking about uh, housing and and, uh, homes on the market and that sort of thing, and a a few weeks ago uh, a realtor that I work with from time to time gave me a call, and he said he'd heard the show. And he said, you know, after the show, he said, we got a listing up in Woodland, and within three hours there were 20-some offerings on it. That's Mm -hmm. all tight. People aren't selling their houses because they're not moving on. So you've got a lack of... uh, Individual homes on the market, and then of course we see the shortage in in market rate housing and affordable housing in the community. Mm-hmm. So how do you think the city should be able to encourage that uh, more of it to happen?
2: I think one of the big things is uh, just uh, increasing construction and promoting that, um, building that and then again, as mentioned before, the zoning and permitting, you make it easier to use the land we have. Um, and adapt to the land as opposed to just waiting for the perfect project to come up. Um, I think people are willing to ad- adapt and move as the market moves. Yeah. And sure. then, of course, wage growth. Whatever we can do as city uh, councilors or city hall to influence local businesses to pay appropriately, we'll give more money in people's pockets, and then they'll have that money to buy and ascend further up the ladder.
1: So I see there's you know, there's a move to raise the minimum wage in, in Minnesota. It's slowly it's coming up, and I know there's this... Uh, Push around the country to raise a minimum wage of 15 bucks an hour, and I see offerings all over the place because of the shortage in finding employees. Uh, McDonald's 7-18 dollars an hour to entry-level people going to work at McDonald's and other places. So, how do you how do you do deal? Is higher wages is that going to get people to actually go and try to uh, get out there and work? We we have a shortage in the, in the market for. For jobs Uh, we have jobs available but not enough people either to fill the jobs or people not wanting to go back in the market so how do we resolve that
2: well I think it's a a variety of issues I know a lot of um, individuals right now can't join the workforce because of the child care concerns they can't go into a workforce if their child's not taken care of Um, and so it becomes more cost uh, prohibitive to just try and get work when you're in that situation um, so one doing what we can as a community and as a nation overall to help alleviate the child care concerns and then two the fact of the matter is is that we do live in a capitalist society whether we like it or not so you have to pay people according to their quality and the uh, and what they incentivize to, to the workforce um and i think the more we respect our employees by paying them and by investing in them the less turnover you're going to see in businesses and the more chances you're gonna be able to have to fill fill in those profit quotas as a business owner. Um, So just doing what we can to use that soft power influence um, to create better conditions for both the business and the employee is gonna be essential.
1: Gotcha. So, any other issues that you're seeing on the forefront with the city that you wanna stump for?
2: Yeah, um, just uh, as you mentioned before, core city services. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people wanna have accountability and transparency and uh, efficiency when it comes to the aspects of city hall that individuals can't carry the load. Um, I know I can't be a police officer, I can't be a firefighter, I can't be the water treatment plant worker, I can't. I don't have the tools and equipment to um, necessarily fill in, the, fill in potholes, but we have people who are equipped for that. Um, and so focusing on how to do those jobs right and supporting as much as possible for the rest of the city is going to be essential.
1: Big issue. We uh, talked with the mayor about this, the safety in the downtown area. We have uh, 35 to 50 individuals downtown that seem to be the people that keep on creating some problems with law enforcement and also uh, people feeling that it's not safe to come downtown at times. Uh, any ideas on how that can get resolved? Obviously supporting the police force that apparently according to the police, they're under, underfunded as far as uh, manpower. Uh, any ideas there?
2: Um, I think definitely I've had discussions with the police, especially of their perspective, how they feel that is the best way moving forward. Um, I think it's a multi-pronged plan. I think we have to have some real strong investments in mental health um, and promotion of sobriety within the city, too, um, to help alleviate those concerns of why people are engaged or applying to homelessness. Um, I think we have to discuss even talking about our community health engagement we have in the community. Um, obviously, when you're, when you're having this much poverty, that's a public health concern.
1: Well, you have, uh, now you're touching on a whole bunch different areas. You've got the county involved here. You, the county provides social services. The city doesn't. Uh, you have people on the streets that are either panhandling or uh, uh, putting putting their blankets on the side of the street in front of somebody's business and sleeping there and uh, creating creating some issues. And, uh, you know, how do we, I, nobody seems to have an answer. To it. And I know... With with homelessness or people that are on the streets, you've got either addictive behavior, or a combination of mental health issues, and and possible homelessness. So I know we, it's the mayor had no answers on it. Nobody seems to have any answers how we resolve the issues in the downtown area and throughout the community.
2: Well, I think it's interesting to say uh, that. Uh, even the mayor says that she has no answer on this string that we just touted a huge uh, legislative win, and she, uh, you know, has said that she's been part and parcel in discussions with moving that forward. Um, I think it would be imperative for anyone who's going to be serving as mayor that they take the lead, um, especially when cultivating those relationships with county and in different city voices for us to accumulate a plan. Um, I realize that there's not one person who can solve this problem because it's so there's so right. tentacles to it, but there should be a face for it in interacting with how we talk to, talk to those bodies who do have a stake in this issue.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Dave, we're going to take another quick break, mm-hmm. and then we we have to have Ashley tell us how we can find her on uh, ah. the web and all that. So we'll come right back right. and find out. Back to the KDAL Morning Show.
0: We got a cloudy, well, we shouldn't say cloudy. It's actually a smoky, smoky sky night. at this yeah. point. You can actually see the sun. Look right at it. It's just a big old red blob in the sky. But
1: and this is still the... Uh, the wildfires that are going on up in Canada, Canada now, right. apparently, apparently up in the Boundary Waters Canoe area, there's yeah. a small fire that uh, started up there that they're monitoring. That's but not this,
0: affecting the area yet, no, at least No, but it's all coming from so.
1: Canada. Now, right. I saw pictures out in New York City. I mean, you couldn't you could see the deal, bridges. Right? It was worse than this. <laughs> so, uh, Ashley, what's your website? How do we get a hold of you and tell us... Uh, where you're on so people can check you out
2: sure so my website is ashleyfordulute.com and so that's spelled a-s-h-l-i-e i know people are not used to that spelling so um they can go there for my platform and different information and then i also have um, on facebook i have my personal page and as well as my campaign page ashley Castaldo for Duluth city council at large um, and we also have a uh, instagram presence as well and i'm at ashley city on there
1: all right. Well, Ashley, thanks for being with us. Any any final words before you head out?
2: No, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah.
1: All right. So, Are you out door knocking,
0: by the way? Or?
2: We're just starting it, actually. Okay. We're doing the first round of our, um, a big media campaign, and then we're also intermingling inter- door knocking along with it. So we're right. we're, we're heading right in thick of it.
1: It's a
0: big city to cover this.
2: Yep.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. Right. I've done it. I've done it. Yeah. I have three full terms at large. Right. It's yeah. a, a lot of door knocking. <laughs> and you got to do a lot of let dropping, get a lot of oh, people I'm sure. out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people do a little little coffees or little neighborhood deals. We used to uh, do a lot of little neighborhood deals where you'd kind sure. of rally up the neighbors and, and uh, answer questions and do all that sort of stuff. So, right. Ashley, good luck. Thank, Thank you. you. Keep yep. us posted, okay?
2: I will. Thank you so much.
0: A-S-H-I-E. A-S-H-I-E.
2: A-S-H-L-I-E, yep.
0: There you go. All right, Ashley. 840, it's morning show here on KDAL. We'll be back.
1: You left me here on your way to paradise.
0: That one this morning, Smoke from a Distant Fire. It's a Sanford Townsend band. Of course, we're experiencing smoke from a distant fire, actually, a whole bunch of fires up north in uh, Canada. And that's giving us an air quality alert, which is in effect right now through 6 a.m. on Thursday, and it's for much of northern Minnesota. And the uh, smoke could end up spreading to the southern part of the state, too, depending on the weather conditions. Well, let's see. The jackpots continue to get bigger after there were no grand prize winners in the big uh, Powerball or Mega Million lotteries this week. Uh, nobody matching all six numbers in Monday's Powerball drawing. So that jackpot for tonight's drawing goes up to an estimated $340 million. Yeah, there is a lump sum cash value of $175 million. Another big jackpot is coming up on Friday night. That's when the numbers are drawn for the Mega Millions lottery. No grand prize winner in that uh, lottery either last night. So that jackpot will be up to uh, two hundred and eighty million dollars. What's Powerball? Uh, Powerball is a hundred and uh, is three hundred. Well, I just gave it, but now I gotta find it.
1: Again. That's uh, that one. You gotta buy it for tonight, though. Three hundred
0: and forty million with the cash value of one seventy-five. Yeah, tonight. So today, three hundred so, and forty million.
1: And the Mega Millions, nobody got it, right?
0: Right. That's so that means I can go
1: buy tickets for both, and I've got a chance.
0: Yes, your chances are slim uh, on either, and uh, probably non-existent for both.
1: So if I win, hmm both of them, or just one of them. Yeah, I could uh, come out and. Buy up the radio station group, and then uh,
0: you could uh, buy out an asphalt company and patch all the holes. <laughs> Wouldn't that make you good. a well, a I, hero be, in the I, I eyes would of everybody around? Mr. There.
1: Popular, absolutely. To Neil will patch you good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, all that, you got
0: to do is come up with the money, I guess, and there you go, and the that, people to put all the uh, you know to fix all the roads.
1: That is that is the biggest mm-hmm. uh, nuts and bolts issue right now <laughs> that people are talking yeah. about. That and I, I guess uh, and
0: what can you do? I mean, obviously, it takes a lot of money to buy all this stuff and to get the people to fix it. So, and there's well, so many roads uh, to work on that, you know, even if you did have the money and the people, it would still take all summer.
1: Well, and when when we had the mayor on last Friday, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I I look at this and and you know, Ashley here, if she gets elected to the city council, she's going to have to deal with deal with this. Yeah, the. Uh, Every year I was on the city council. We there was not one year where we did not have an eruption of yeah. potholes. It's like a, a young been an issue it's, since it's,
0: they first were paved I It's think. like yeah.
1: a young teenager with zits. <laughs> yeah. You can't stop it. There you go. And and you, you do the remedy mm. and the overlay programs and the mayor said that right. they're going to continue with an overlay program and patching oh. and all that jazz and these overlay programs actually held up pretty good. It was first yeah. started under the FETO administration and came back under, I believe, the Ness administration. Well, there's a designated tax now for the roads, isn't there? There is a yeah. half a percent, but it's obviously not enough. Right, it,
0: but at it, least there's something there. So,
1: But, yeah, like you say, said. Say, by there, the way, this, the <laughs> avenue out here. Yes,
0: which they're tearing apart.
1: The reason why it's torn up on 1st yep. Avenue East going mm-hmm. on up, the reason why it's all closed up, by the way, they are gonna. They have Superior Street all Open. patched up and yep. done, is that two two years ago or thereabouts when they finished Superior Street, and now they had to kind of dig up that avenue. People mm. are freaking out and going, what the heck's going on? Is it sitting next? Well, we did not know. Yeah. That the ancient old Central High School right. up here on 2nd and 3rd Street. Did you was, see
0: how they're fixing that up, by the yes, way? Holy
1: cow. Was going to be bought out by these developers yeah. that are putting $40 million into it, mm-hmm. and they want to be hooked up to the Duluth steam system, okay? Right. It had never been huck- hooked up to that. Right. So, so the doing reason that why now. the steam line <laughs> is right down here, yeah. and it's coming up 1st Avenue East, and this is the reason why they All tore right. up the street. And mm-hmm. actually, to tell you the truth, the street needed to be torn up and redone well, anyway. True. Yeah. So but the point go. of the matter is that's the reason why it's being done. Yeah. And uh, so. so uh, it's Pretty amazing it's got, to see
0: all the stuff that's underneath those streets.
1: Well, yeah. This there goes are back, so many This goes back to and, 1880. Yeah, right. You remember when they first did, I don't know if you remember this, but when they first did Superior Street, I think it was 1985 or 1986, so oh, they the tore Burks, up yeah. Superior Street. And down by the Medical Arts Building, they were digging down there. Mm-hmm. And they found, like, a Model A car <laughs> smashed in there. They just threw stuff in to fill stuff in back in the oh. day. And that was probably back in the 20s or the late teens. Wow. That they threw it in there, and they, this old car they pulled up out of there.
0: Better to find old cars than, I think, at the deck at the There were no bodies. One time. Yeah, at there the no deck bodies. there were unexploded ordnance. Oh, that or down there, They <laughs>
1: yeah. the, the fill, they, they threw stuff in. Yeah, that was probably not smart. When they did uh, Bayfront Park down there. Right. That had been all filled too with the urban renewal <laughs> in Duluth back in the '60s, where they uh, tore down all these old hotels and these old buildings, and they threw all this concrete and rebar down mm. there. Well, when they did Bayfront, we're down there, we were doing events, and all of a sudden, there's a piece of rebar sticking up out of there. <laughs> well, they finally ended up eventually uh, putting much more uh, dirt and stuff down right. there and and uh, wow. soil. But 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 the point is, that's where all the fill was. If you look at photographs. Of the harbor area of Duluth mm. back in the 1870s and 1880s, it was all marshland and trees and grass down there. And eventually it got dug up and a port was put in there on the whole nine areas because the original port was on the lakeside. Mm-hmm. And now, don't you think that was going to be a disaster with all the storms? Well, certainly. I think well, they, they
0: found that out. They but it figured was... <laughs> it out pretty <laughs> quick happened, and
1: they dug right. the ship canal mm-hmm. and they did the port. You know, yeah. Superior had the first ship canal over Yeah,
0: we were smart. We knew what to do.
1: You know what was going on. Yeah. I superior people. entry
0: should have been the only entry, but uh,
1: well, Duluth see, got now, there's still a, a little chip huffy. on the shoulder over yeah, in Wisconsin. Absolutely.
0: Now. That's where it belongs. Superior
1: was supposed to be the big kahuna, <laughs> and Duluth right. became the one.
0: 8.52. we got to take another break. We'll check weather when we come back. Good to know that smoke will be diminishing by tomorrow afternoon. We hope we don't get this kind of stuff on the Saturday morning when runners are trying to do 26 Boy, okay. miles. All of a sudden,
1: turn the wrong way Holy and you're heading cow. up in Pike Lake instead of down Yeah, and you Park. don't
0: want to be breathing this stuff in as you're running hard either, obviously. Now, so. have
1: you ever been a jogger there, Dave? Uh, no. I, I, used to, I used to run some. I've done
0: Grandma's Marathon many times, but always in a vehicle. In a vehicle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I used to volunteer. I ran some 5Ks and 10Ks and that sort of thing yeah. in my running days mm-hmm. and uh, never never ran the big kahuna there. <laughs> but uh, I had a friend of mine who had been a deputy sheriff, and he ran these 100-mile Ironman races. Oh, my goodness.
0: How can and, you do that?
1: And he was in his, uh, uh, well, let's see, maybe late 40s, early 50s. And you got to run. It's years building up. It's not oh, like sure. you're you you're 18 years old and going running it. Yeah. it you don't have the stamina. But he was out in, like, uh, um, Nevada or New Mexico running this Ironman race, and he made a wrong turn. Oh, no. And he came upon a chasm, and across the way, he saw all these runners. And he had a back. He, he was yeah, like 50, all total about 15 miles out of his way, oh. and he still finished in the top <laughs> tier.
0: <laughs> That's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, so it's, you all just right. never know. Say by the way, that 30 acre wildfire is burning up in the Boundary Waters yeah. Canoe Area, and they're keeping an eye on that. It's it's mm-hmm. small right now. It's in the spi- between Spice Lake and a, uh, a Native American name that I can't, uh, okay. and I'm not going to murder it here. Yeah. Another lake up there that uh, near the boundary in the Boundary Waters Canoe Area. So they have not determined what started that fire. It looked like one of the blazes was on an island there, hmm. and then uh, another one. On, well, if it's a uh,
0: small sorry. island, that's a good way to contain it. Obviously, it is. <laughs> it's and, got where to go if it's
1: what ha- is? Was there lightning, or was there some idiot uh, up there in a campground? There, they they say there's no burning now. now up in the Boundary Riders right. Canoe Area. You got anywhere? Use, anywhere well actually they were all saying that all of northern
0: minnesota now is under that uh, no open burning, burning no
1: brush burning right. I, apparently if you have a little contained fire pit you can you do, do that that yeah and that was uh, everybody in my neck that was well, can, we can't do the fire pit <laughs> i said well yeah. don't put a lot in it just there do a little bit okay yeah, it
0: doesn't take much to so, spark you know a, a huge fire so
1: say by the way dave before we leave here uh, the blue transit authority is looking at a new bus system they're rolling out this Saw summer that. And uh, consolidated routes, fewer stops, and quicker access mm-hmm. to UMD in the mall areas. So right. uh, maybe we'll get somebody from the DTA on sometime to tell well, us all about idea. it. That's a good idea.
0: I mean, they, they, they there are certain areas, I guess, in certain places that have more business than any place else. So well, you the want mall, to concentrate the, on that. And
1: The mall, and well, UMD, of course, is a right. gimme when school's in sure. session. But it's just like the mega mall down there. One all of right. the train lines down there <laughs> goes to the mega mall. Well, go. that's a no-brainer, right? Right. Absolutely. Well, oh, thanks, Dave. All right, Wall Street opening with stocks lower this morning oh, as we for leave you. sage, you give me the bad news. I don't know what
0: the here. deal is, but uh yesterday's release of May's consumer price index giving some hope to investors, but maybe that hope was short-lived. Well, know.
1: they're thinking rates might not be raised today. The Fed's meeting right. today, so hopefully we'll keep a A bridle on those guys. Very good. Thanks,
0: Dave. Neil, have a good uh, day tomorrow, and we'll catch you back here on Friday. Aye, aye,
1: Captain. We'll see you
0: then. The uh, morning show continues with news from CBS Next. Also, Minnesota News Network and Wisconsin Radio News to follow. Keep you updated on the weather, too. Air Quality Alert continues through 6 a.m. tomorrow. Try not to breathe deeply as you're outside. There's a whole lot of smoke out there.